Over the next few minutes, I will outline my professional learning development plan going into practicum four and over the next few years as I go into my teaching career. I will focus on the critical lenses of reflection brought up in Stephen Brookfield's book, How to Become a Critically Reflective Teacher, and on the results of my Clifton Strength Analysis Test. During my practicum, I engaged with a wide variety of students while I taught grade 9 and 20-2 English. One class that had a huge impact on me and really allowed me to engage in a complex and nuanced way with my students was my grade 9 leveled literacy intervention English class. So this was a class of six students who were reading and writing at lower than grade level, and some were ELL students, others were not, and we focused on introducing text through comprehension and vocabulary exercises and allowing students to approach reading on a micro level so teaching them about which parts of information to engage with first and context clues things like that so i found this approach really helpful as my clifton strength analysis results indicate that i am a strategic thinker overall and as a strategic thinker i often look at the bigger picture and focus on in textual analysis i focus on the philosophy of a text or the broader picture first and this often takes me into theory and sometimes I can forget about how to break down basic understandings and look at the breakdown points of textual analysis. So since these students were reading and writing at a grade level lower than their peer group, I really had to focus on what they needed specifically on that micro level and within that context. This connects really well with the first lens of Brookfield's approach, which centers around looking at the specific needs of students, as well as on Helen Timberley's research on student inquiry. So Timberley talks about the idea of adapting teaching to the context of a group of particular students, especially those who are performing at a lower level. So... In connection with this, Brookfield suggests that an important part of student inquiry and focusing on the students first is asking for feedback from students. I made an effort to do this during practicum. I asked my LLI students what they thought after each lesson and I had them write down any points they thought would be good to focus on in the following lessons. And as part of my professional development growth plan going forward, I would also like to incorporate anonymous feedback in my larger classrooms so that I can really look at the learning needs of students as perceived by students themselves and combine this with my own observations. So as well, looking at that, I really plan to incorporate the strategies that I learned in looking at readers who are struggling and use these smaller vocabulary and comprehension exercises as buzz activities when I start my lessons going into a novel study. So uh, with this approach, I think I can focus on the learning needs of students uh, that I might personally otherwise overlook knowing that I'm a big picture thinker and then finding the best strategies to engage with them. So the second lens that Brookfield discusses is the idea of colleagues' perceptions. He suggests that having a critical friend group to give you real and honest insight into your teaching practice gives you a more complex perspective and allows you to adapt more reflectively. So as part of my professional plan, I'm going into my next field experience and into my next couple of years in with the idea that I'm going to engage with the peer group that I've developed in this program. So uh, this group throughout the program has allowed me to share lesson plans, practice lessons, ask advice, and I found it extremely useful looking at different perspectives, including English specialist perspectives, but also other faculty specialists as well. This helps me think in a more defamiliarized way, and it makes me more creative. It also gives me more confidence in my lessons as I gather ideas from a variety of different sources. 
So this will help me see my own teaching practice from multiple angles, which Brookfield references when he says that you need to be able to see yourself from unfamiliar angles. So for my first few years of teaching, I also plan to join a faculty community, or sorry, a faculty community within the school involving teachers from all different faculties and hopefully we can share resources and watch each other teach, things like that. There is one at my school set up currently and they just meet every few weeks and they have a resource forum where they share different things like they are all looking at what indigenous materials would be good to teach in our classrooms right now. So I will either try to reach out to members in the school if there isn't a forum like this, or I will look for mentors within the school and ask them if I can watch some of their lessons, if they'll watch some of mine, and maybe collaborate on a lesson once a month. So the third and fourth lenses of Brookfield's work are personal experiences and research and theory. Both are extremely important, I think, to one's teaching practice. Um, Sometimes I haven't been able to look at my own personal experiences and reflect as well as I want to. I think it's important, especially for me, because I tend to focus on research and theory and um, have... I don't have enough, I sometimes don't have enough confidence to look at my own personal experiences, but I think that when I truly reflect, I am good at determining what my strengths and weaknesses are, and this is helpful when I look at my personal experiences in learning, and it helps and inform my practice. So for instance, I had students in one class present information to to a partner and summarize what they thought of the novel we were working on. They had to teach their partner about it. And in doing this, I told them a personal story about a time in teaching when I felt that I couldn't convey the information the way that I wanted to. And then I I talked about how sometimes teaching can make you reflect on the idea that maybe you don't have an, a comprehensive understanding of something or maybe you don't have the comprehensive understanding that you thought you did. And so in connecting with them like this, I was surprised when they actually really considered this and it helped them break down some of their own confidence barriers. And I think that this is something that I could really take into my teaching. It also connects really well with the Bambino article that we read in class where he talks about the importance of learning how to confirm assumptions and focus on strengths. He talks about how personal stories were really important as a part of his teaching and that he learned this through experience. So as part of my learning plan, I'm going to learn how to break down some of those confidence barriers so that I can be more vulnerable and look at my personal experiences to help me inform my practice. So I'm going to do this by setting specific goals to engage more personally and authentically with students, and then I'm going to look at these interactions and have them as part of my self-assessments for lessons. So my lessons, I will look at which parts of my personal connections and storytelling are helpful and effective with students, as well as the other methodologies that I'm using in my teaching. So as a final part of my longer term plan, I'm going to join a specialist group as part of the ATA. I think that this will fill in some of my knowledge gaps, give me more confidence, and I think it goes to what Fullen and Hargraves discuss, where they talk about how it is important to be autonomous and then also work as a collective. And so I want to work as a collective and then also work autonomously so I can enhance my teaching practice but also personalize it to my own style. Thank you very much.